deeper than our thoughts. Thank you for your daily powerful presence in our lives that we can be assured no matter what we're facing, your heart is toward us, your eyes are over us, and your ears are open to hear our prayers. Thank you that you surround us with favor as with a shield, and we are safe in your care. We give you praise and honor for your ways and righteousness that are true. We will declare that your love stands firm forever, for your loving kindness endures forever. We offer prayers, dear Lord, to the leaders of our country, our community, and our church. We pray for the well-being and safety of our youth, and we offer them as much encouragement as we can. We pray for the unsaved and the unbelievers, those people who have turned their back on your word or may not have ever heard your word. We pray for them because we're worried about their, their future lives. We pray for them that, that they be saved before it's too late. We ask for forgiveness for our waywardness and for choosing our way over your way. We pray for the good health and well-being of the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. We pray for the law enforcement, the military, especially our First Lieutenant Carl Smith. We pray for health workers and firefighters. May we hold fast not only to our religious beliefs, which we have shown so far in our struggle within our denomination, but also with the values we hold in our hearts concerning our country. May our currency retain its value within the world and here in our homes. May we remain strong in our beliefs in our system of justice, our constitution and bill of rights. May we regain our number one status in the world. May we be properly prepared for what may happen in our future. May we remember that in the Bible it says that God created male and female. Let us get back to what the Bible tells us. Now, dear Lord, if there was a name that came to the, to the people's spiritual hearts while we were praying, let them say that name out loud now. Dear Lord, you've heard the cries from the people of the congregation. We know you heard their prayers and you're in the process of, of answering their prayers. We thank you to be able to, to do this, dear Lord. Now let us bring our prayer time to a close by praying together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Would our ushers please come forward for the presentations of God's tithes, our gifts, and offerings.
Oh, the collection plate might be back there. They're not up here. In the altar. In the altar. In the altar. Well, that's a good place for them to be. Gracious God in heaven, we thank you for this for this day, for this Easter Sunday, with the rising of your of your Son. We pray that uh, we know that we will be uh, because He was resurrected. We will be resurrected as well. We ask that you accept these tithes and gifts and offerings that are being presented by two of our youth this morning. We thank you for them. We thank you for all that has been put in those plates. And we ask that they be used for the running of the church here in Sydney and for spreading your word. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend. And we all said together, Amen. Please be seated. We have a encore performance for you today, Easter Sunday. We've had to, uh, we had to find extra money in the budget in order to bring in this performer from uh, Las Vegas. He was out in Las Vegas playing last night to 3 o'clock in the morning, so he might look a little, little tired. You need to put your music on your music stand, the floor. Yes, you do? Okay. And uh, he's going to play not only one song for us this day, but two songs for us this day. What order they are, that's up to Carter.
Covenant, and you remember this one. He has his first ever recital in Carnegie Hall. He can tell the folks that I remember when I first played in front of the people of my home church back in Sydney, Pennsylvania. Very good. Now, the next time you're going to play, there'll be three songs, right? Uh, okay, you won't. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. You know, it's not easy to play one of those things. You blow too hard, and, and then you've got to get that little finger like you did in the first song, Jesus Loves Me. It's got to cover that hole just right. And if it doesn't, it doesn't come out. Thank you again, sir. It's greatly appreciated. Now you're on the internet for the rest of your life. When you're at Carnegie Hall, somebody can say, I remember seeing you on the internet when you were just a few years old, seven or eight, nine years old. Well, our reading for today comes from the book of Matthew. We're in the book of Matthew, so we should be this reading. Uh, we're on the, the last book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. Therefore you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So today's, today's message is, is called an angel's calling card. We all know about angels. The angel gave the woman four messages. He said, do not be afraid. The reality of the resurrection is joy, not fear. Second message, he is not here. Jesus is not dead and is not to be looked for among the dead. He is alive and to be found among his people. And the third message was, come and see. The fourth message, go quickly and tell. They were to spread the joy of the resurrection just like we are to do. Jesus' resurrection gives us four keys to the Christian faith. One, Jesus rose from the dead just as he promised. Two, Jesus' bodily resurrection shows you that the living Christ is ruler of God's eternal kingdom. Number three, death is not the end. There is a future life. You can be certain of your resurrection because he was resurrection. 
resurrected, that Jesus was resurrected. And the last one, the fourth one, the power that brought Jesus back to life is available to you to bring your spiritually dead selves back to life. The words, do not be afraid, or the words of Jesus, fear not, are not intended to prevent you from experiencing the troubles and problems that this life can bring. They are intended to show you that no matter what you face or are going through, you will not be alone. Just like at his conception and birth, an angel was present at his resurrection and used the same words. These words, do not be afraid, are an angel's calling card. Luke's account of Jesus' birth and Matthew's resurrection story seem to wrap the entire gospel around the words, do not be afraid. When Mary was visited by the angel, he told her, do not be afraid. When the shepherds were visited by the angel, he told them, do not be afraid. When the women were visited by the angel, he told them, do not be afraid. When Jesus appeared to the women in the garden, he said, do not be afraid. You can put your trust in these words. Do not be afraid. Because you know who they are coming from. You have been given a choice. You can either live like the disciples who chose to be alone and hidden away after Jesus died, having a life filled with discouragement and defeat. Or you can live like the women at the tomb, listening and learning, serving and giving, praying and worshiping. Then you will have a life full of great joy. In the 19th century England, the people were awaiting the news of the outcome of the Battle of Waterloo, where the English forces, led by General Wellington, faced Napoleon and his French troops. A signalman was placed on the top of Winchester Cathedral to receive the news from a ship offshore. The message would be passed from signalman to signalman until it reached London. On the foggy day, the signalman, the flagman, the signalman received the first word, Wellington. The next word was defeated. The fog closed in and the ship couldn't be seen. This message, Wellington was defeated, was sent all over England. After a few hours, the fog lifted and the message was sent again. This time, nothing interfered with the entire message. It was Wellington defeated the enemy. This message was sent throughout England, causing all to rejoice. This is similar to what the followers of Jesus experienced. On Friday, they were defeated, and their hopes had died. But after three days, the fog lifted, and the full message came through. Jesus has ridden. He has defeated the enemy. The Jewish leaders who didn't believe in resurrection had to come up with a story denying the resurrection story. They also were fearful for their lives 
Because if it was true that Jesus was the Messiah, the people would turn on them. So the only thing that they could say was that Jesus was empowered by Satan. The guards at the tomb had to go along with the Jewish leaders because they could have been executed for dereliction of duty. Jesus restored the equality of women with men, which was not the practice in the first century. Some people may think it's not in the practice of this century. God was bestowing on these women a special honor of being the first witnesses of the resurrection. Women, they, had no, they were of no value. They couldn't even testify in a 